Yeah. Glory, 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 glory. Okay. So I'm, I'm actually Cole's notes. I'm here on a mission with an assignment from heaven to impart to you tonight. And uh, the short version of this is uh, I received an impartation uh, in, the, in January of this year concerning the power of, your, of my words, right? The power of declaration. So when I say I received an impartation, I received a Holy Ghost enthusiasm concerning declaring what God says. And I received a Holy Ghost deposit of grace to actually do it. So I knew something's different, right? Something is different. And I believe that's what God wants to do tonight. I'm gonna share with you some of the things that have been coming up in the Rhema Room since January. Consecutively, every time, God keeps doing and saying the same thing. So at first, I thought it was, I thought it was me at first, because I thought, well, I just received this impartation, so maybe it's me. Maybe I'm telling this person what I think is a good thing, because I'm experiencing the fruit of it, so hey, let me, let me tell you something good that's happened that God is doing. And then the next person came in, and it was the same thing. I, I found myself going down the same road, saying the same thing, and the next person, and the next person, and the next person, and after a while, I thought, hmm, this is you, Lord. <laughs> this is you, God, because I would determine when I'd go in, I'd say, I'm not gonna start there. I'm not gonna go there. I'm just gonna focus on the rhema, and we're not gonna talk about this, but it would just keep, keep it just kept coming up, and I would notice simultaneous to that, just the, um, you know, the results from it. Let's just say results, okay? The fruit of it or the results of it. So, so basically, it's quite simple. So you have to be careful here that you don't miss it, okay? Because it's very, very simple. Simple. And, and it might seem a little silly, to be honest. Forgive me, Father, but it might seem a little simp simple and silly, but God tells us not to not to be so haughty, you know, or grown up, right, that we're missing the things that God is doing because he wants to make it easy for us to get it, right? He's not saying it has to come packaged with that, you know, that plastic wrap that you just can't get off of certain things. You need like a crowbar to get it open. Why do they wrap things like that, right? So that's not God, okay? That's not God. So he's gonna, he's gonna give to you something simply, and so basically, he said, instruct my people to routine, routinely, instruct my people to routinely, routinely, routinely declare my truth over themselves. To routinely declare my truths over themselves. Twice a day through the simple act of repeating that truth 20 times in the morning and 20 times in the evening. Do this as a means by which you may change what you believe. And I'm, I'm gonna show you the, the little chart that he kept drawing in the Rhema Room, which exemplifies this. And now, I could not be standing here with this conviction that this was for the Lord had he not been confirming it so many times. And when Bishop came on the weekend, my ears kept hearing the same thing as he talked about when we speak, right? God speaks when we open our mouth, and he called it prayer. Prayer is the most powerful thing. And basically he's saying, say what God says. Yeah. 
Just today, I heard Kenneth say, a thought unspoken dies unborn. So it's one thing to think what God thinks, but it's a whole nother thing to say what God says. So let me just show you this. We've had so much about 2017, right? We've had this is the year of the great harvest, right? And, th and the other thing that came along that was really confirming was that 2017 is the year of breakthrough through declaration. I don't know if you remember hearing that, right? So, pardon? And the symbol of the year is, is the mouth. That's the symbol for 2017. So, of course, my heart is just leaping as I'm hearing God confirm this in different places. And during fasting and prayer, when this kind of was all unfolding in the beginning of February, the Lord spoke to my heart and he said, you're on to something. So I was like, curious. I thought, okay, Lord. And, and so it's been a few weeks, right? And so I'm seeing some, some change in people because there's a little band of us that have been <laughs> jumping in and doing what God has been doing. So I want to invite, the Lord wants to invite everybody here tonight to get on board and do the same thing. That's why you have, when you came, a little white card and a little habit tracker piece of paper given to you when you came in the front door, right? Everybody have that? Does anybody need that? Just put up your hands if you need it. It's just a little blank white index card and a little system for keeping track. So try to, try to pay attention while that gets hand out to you, okay? So we're going to do this quick little uh, review from Daughters of Destiny. Um, remember, we, we are all concerned about our destiny, right? We all kind of want to make sure we have that Psalm 73 glorious destiny that the Lord provided for us, okay? Really just simply, you know, the manifestation of everything that God has, has said over you or declared about you. We want to see that in our lives, don't we? We hope that that's our destiny, that everything that God has said, every promise that he's given, right? Every th good thing that has been prophesied over us, time at the altar, whatever, all of that, we want to see that manifested in our life. We hope that's our destiny, right? Well, the truth is, destiny isn't a destination. It really is where you are right now. Like, you're living in your destiny right now. Amen. Right now, you are living in your destiny. And you might think, well, my destiny isn't so hot. Well, I'd like to tell you, there's a way that you can fix that. But you're going to have to um, roll up your sleeves and jump in and do some of the work, right? Because it's not about God dumping pixie dust on us for it to happen. Right? If, we, if truth be told, we probably all could say when we come to the altar, we want God just to kind of fix us. You know, Lord, just change me, Lord, like in an instant. You know, just knock me over the head, God. Whatever it takes, Lord, change me, right? But, you know, there's that joke about how God said to the drowning man, you know, when the drowning man got to heaven, he said, you know, God, you didn't help me. He says, I sent you, you know, I sent you a, a boat. I sent you a life preserver from a helicopter. You know, I sent you all these things, and you didn't wait, take them. You kept waiting for some miraculous sign. Well, it was the boat that came by and the helicopter that dropped a ladder. It was all those things, but you were looking for me in ways that I never said I would, I would come, okay? So if you remember from, from Daughters of Destiny, this whole continuum starts with what we believe. This is not new to us here at Victory, and by the way, we are exceedingly blessed here, okay? I'm sure if any of you have tried to talk to people about your beliefs, you think, oh, geez, I wish you'd come, you know, to some of the 
you know, services so that you'd understand how this truth deception thing works, right? But we are, we're really, really so grateful for the leadership of pastors here, everything that God has done and released to us, right? So we know that um, we believe some stuff that's not good, right? Okay, we believe things that are true, God is good. Some people think maybe God's not so good, that's still a belief, right? But your beliefs affect your thoughts, right? Okay, wow, I have to write smaller. So your beliefs affect your thoughts, and your thoughts, your a belief is basically a thought. A belief is a thought, but it's something that you hold to be true. You have thousands of thoughts every day, but the only ones that really have any power in your life are those that you actually believe to be true, okay? But, and why does a belief have power in your life? Why do these beliefs have power? Because the word belief implies faith, right? The word belief implies you believe it. You have faith for it, okay? So let's hope that our believing is in truth because then we're, belie- we're releasing faith for that to come to pass. But if we're believing in things that are not true, like, you know, I'm not a good person, or I'm not very smart, or I'm gonna be poor the rest of my life, or, you know, my dad died of this, and I guess that's my lot in life, those things are still things that you believe to be true, and the problem is you actually have faith for those things, right? You have faith or fear, negative faith, for that to come to pass. So this thing called what you believe and and your thoughts, it's super duper important, right? Um, And then we know that your thoughts, we absolutely know this from science, this is not even questionable, okay? Your thoughts affect your emotions. This This is not made up. You can see a thought under a microscope. You can literally see a thought. It takes up space in your brain. It actually takes up real estate. Whatever you're thinking about, you're giving over to that, you're giving that space over to that thought. And your emotions are simply an overflow of what you're thinking about. Emotions literally are almost like a chemical response to what you're thinking. So if you're thinking fearful thoughts, you're gonna feel it in your body, right? Um, Your emotions, most people live out of their emotions, okay? Because the next thing is your emotions affect your decisions, right? So whatever you're, feeling affects likely the decisions you're gonna make and then that affects your actions, right? Because then you're gonna act on those decisions, right? They're not just gonna stay there, you know, maybe Jesus, Jesus probably. Jesus definitely could do that, right? Where he didn't allow these emotions to spill over into anything else, right? But your actions over time become habits, right? Our, our habits are not random. It's the things that we've done a few times, for the good or for the bad, right? There are good habits. You get up in the morning and you pray every day, that's a really great habit. Did you know it was a habit? I, you know, it's a spiritual thing, but it's still a habit that you have, and it's a good one, right? You brush your teeth before you go to bed? That's a habit, right? At at first, you probably had to really force yourself to brush your teeth because you didn't want to do it, and now you don't even think about it, you just brush your teeth, right? If some of you haven't done that, your, your destiny is going to be problems with your teeth, okay? So, okay, that's just so you know. I'm not prophesying, but. Okay, so habits affect your character, right? It affects 
like who you are. And then it's really no surprise, mm -hmm. right, that character. your character is a really good indicator of your yeah. destiny, yeah. really, or even who you are right now. If you have a lousy character, you're probably not going to do very well in business, for example, right, because you have a reputation for not following through, you know, very maybe true. cheating people. Not, that's not anybody in the house here, but, but you understand what I'm saying, right? That's so, so logical, and it's beautiful. Isn't this beautiful? Yeah. This is so beautiful, okay? <laughs> Come on. Let's just look at how beautiful that is. <laughs> I'm going to change colors, guys. So, you know, I spent a lot of my time trying to fix this by just really being like, I focused on character. I was way down here saying, I'm just going to be a good person. You know, I'm going to do whatever, you know, I studied the different character traits, and, and it was good. It was really, really valuable to do that, especially as a parent, super-duper valuable, right? But, you know, there is a root that needs to be addressed. And so in this house, we have this thing called Rama, right? Right? And what does Rama try and do? Clue, it's like right under the word beliefs, right? So, so Rhema tries to address what you believe, right? Because first of all, we don't even know what we believe. Sometimes we just, we get into that Rhema room and it's like we find out, oh, I believe this about myself. That's not good. I need to change that, okay? Right? So we find out what we believe and, and you know, it gives us a huge clue to our thoughts. And that's a beautiful, wonderful thing. That is a beautiful, wonderful thing. But there's this little problem, and I'm, I, school's out on this, okay, because I'm, you know, still learning all this stuff. Pastor Ian's probably got the final word on it, so jump in anytime you want to jump in. <laughs> but there's this little problem. We know that our thinking patterns are habitual. So we, we definitely know that we can actually have ruts in our thinking pattern. Like they actually see this when they study the human brain. I don't know how they do this, but this is what uh, behavioral uh, scientists report to us, right? That you can have this thing called th ruts in your thinking, which kind of makes sense, right? So we want good ruts though, yes. right? We want to be driving down the road, not thinking about anything and we having happy thoughts. With, you know, involuntarily, our mind is going down a happy place and we're, we're having happy thoughts and everything's good, okay? But for many of us, perhaps, uh, you might be driving down the road and all of a sudden you're having these terrible thoughts. You're thinking, where did that come from? Oh my goodness. That's, that's an involuntary thought process, right? That's habitual and it's a rut, which means that your brain not your mind, okay, but your brain has a habit of thinking that way. So as you have free space, it goes to what is common to you. So, hmm. So we come to Rhema and we have Jesus heal us and deliver us because the problem is that these beliefs are protected by a strong man that doesn't want you to get free. So there's a demonic influence very often in the deception that we have in our heart, right? He doesn't want us to be free. So we have that wonderful experience of deliverance where God sets us free. He deals with the demonic influence, which is super duper easy. 
so easy. So if you haven't had rainbow before, please don't worry about that, okay? <laughs> That's like, I'm gonna bring it down here to where, okay, compared to what God does and says in the rhema and the deliverance part, it's so, 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 so straightforward, right? In fact, the rhema process is so beautiful that I don't believe that we've ever had any manifestation of anything demonic in a rhema ever, 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 ever. So whatever your experience has been with other kinds of inner healing, it's been amazing. So anyways, I have a funny story, but I can't tell it right now. So <laughs> Showing my weak side. All right, so, um, so, so we have this wonderful experience, but we have this habit in our thinking, and even worse, in our emotions, okay, right? You know, like, you can have a habit that if something's not going well for you, the first thing you do is call a friend and just tell them everything about how horrible you feel, and your fix is that they stroke you and tell you you're wonderful, and that's how you get better, because you do that, right? Or there's much, you know, more serious things that you do to kind of fix yourself when you're feeling like you're going down the drain, or down the tube, and things are just unfolding, right? This is obviously very, very serious for us, right? Even though we're laughing and joking, right? So, okay, so this is the thing that God showed, which um, was revelation to me. Because I, I think maybe because it was so simple that I kept thinking, uh, you know, in all the years, I've always done declarations. I, you know, I'm, I'm big on declarations, so. Um, and truth be told, though, I think I did most of my declarations for my children. I know Pastor Tina gave a testimony of a declaration. And I've done a lot of declarations for my husband, right, you know, for for things like that, for life and stuff. But I remember one dinner, you challenged us, all the women that were there, you, you said, what are your declarations for you? Right, and I, and I thought, hmm, that's a rhema issue, <laughs> right? That I don't have declarations for me. I do, but I don't really go at them with the same intensity. So I had to spend some time with the Lord, he showed me some things about, things that I thought about me, you know, things like not, um, be totally transparent here. How'd I get here? <laughs> Jeez, Lord. <laughs> things like just, you know, I'm not worthy to have those wonderful things, okay? I'll just put that out there. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know the rest of you. But anyway, so, so you kind of can sabotage your success, right. right? If you find that you're not doing your declarations, and by the way, this is like a big issue. Declarations are a powerhouse, and people are not doing them, okay? The average American pastor prays four minutes a day, not these pastors. <laughs> but that's really alarming, isn't it, right? So if they're not praying, they're probably not doing their declarations. And Kenneth Hagen, uh, I, I listened to a teaching, the Lord sold, told him concerning Mark 11, you know, have faith, have the God kind of faith and say to the mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea. He told him, you're gonna have to teach three times as much on saying as you are on the believing part, okay? So we're, we can be really great at believing God. He's great, God's great, yeah, God's great. But just like Kenneth said, a thought unspoken dies unborn, right? So if you don't actually open your mouth and say something concerning you or God or whatever, right, then there's no 
power in that thing necessarily because you release actually faith through your words, right? When you release words into the atmosphere, it changes everything, okay? So, so okay, now everyone's paying attention because this is the thing that God wants us to notice, right? Now remember, I said it was gonna be really simple, okay? So, so basically, I'm gonna lump these two together because in a way, you know, until you decide that you're gonna do something, you're not gonna do it. So I'm just gonna put the two together. So God said, I want you to do this. Okay, I want you to do this. I want you to change what you believe through your actions. I want you to change what you believe through your actions. I want you to say, say so. What do you believe? What do you believe about yourself? Now, of course, don't be saying anything that's not good, okay, right? And if you don't know, check with somebody, all right? So God wants us to say so, what we believe, because there is so much power in this simple activity, even if you feel like I ain't got nothing good to say about myself. And that's very, very true, where you might feel like, ah, I don't, I don't, you know. So you're gonna fake it till you make it, okay? Because we're not asking you to say anything that's not true, right? We're asking you to say what God says about you, okay? What does God say about you? And that's what we want you to say. And so God said very, very simply, and this is not new because we've been teaching meditation which says first thing in the morning and before you go to bed at night, right? But I'm, this is not meditation, but we're gonna add meditation. It is a form of meditation, but the seeing pictures part, we're gonna add on to it in a bit, okay? So, so in the morning, okay, and in the evening, I want you to count out on your hands 20 times the truth. This is what he instructed. What's so special about 20? I don't know. But when I first got this impartation, it came with a story about a French pharmacist in the 1700s who um, he had his group of patients and he had two, he didn't intend to have two groups, but two groups emerged. He told his patients, I want you to say this every day, 20 times a day. Every day, in every way, I'm getting better and better. Every day, in every way, I'm getting better and better. Every day, in every way, I'm getting better and better. Every day, in every way, I'm getting better and better, 20 times. And what he found happening was that one group of people got better, and they happened to be the group of people who said every day, and the other group did not have as, um, as you know, stunning an improvement in their health, for example. Now, this is anecdotal, right, because it's 1700s and I don't know what kinds of studies they did then. But anyways, the point of it is it was the inspiration behind the 20. So then I said, okay, Lord, I don't want this to be religious, right? I don't, I don't you know, the number 20. I haven't really looked up the number 20, so I don't, I don't know anything. I don't know anything about the number 20. If somebody else wants to look it up, there's probably something awesome there. But anyways, so I just started doing it anyways, right? And I wasn't really intending to share it with anybody because I'm sure people, I thought people would think it's silly, right? I'm sitting there and I'm counting on my fingers my I am every day 
in every way I'm getting better and better, right? And I would just count them out on my fingers. I did it in the morning. I put it on my little card. It was right by my nightstand. It is right by my nightstand. And then at nighttime, before I went to bed, I would do that as well. Now, this is not your quiet time with God. But what God has been showing me through the people that have been getting on board and doing this, right, is that the truth is a lot of times between getting up and getting to your prayer closet, a lot happens to prevent you from getting there. Hence, the average pastor prays four minutes a day. That's not their heart, obviously, but there's distractions between this side bed activity and you know, prayer closet. So this literally is on the side of your bed with your feet hanging over the side, okay? And you count out what God declares about you in the morning and at night. Now, he added something fun to it because this is uh, Pastor Ian's um, brainwave, right? That... If you add your emotions to it, you're gonna get better results. Because if you say to someone, I think you're amazing, I love you so much, you're so great. Okay, if you really put those corresponding emotions that go with what you're saying, then the person responds, because everything's in line. There's integrity between your actions and what you're saying. Whereas if you said to someone, I love you so much. (laughs) You're amazing. Okay, and then the person's gonna go, I'm confused, okay? (laughs) Like, but guess what? Your body and your brain, because your mind and your brain are different, okay? Your body doesn't really know the difference, okay? So if you tell yourself one thing, but you say it really flat, then it's not very convincing. And you're going, I'm confused. (laughs) Like there's no power in what you're saying because your heart's not really connected to the words. They're words, but they don't carry any strength. So the idea is to amplify, I'm gonna write it in different colors so you don't miss this, okay? Plus plus Sandy went to all the trouble to get us all these colors. (laughs) So he's saying, I want you to amplify your emotions. Amplify. Okay, what does an amplifier do? Makes it bigger, right? So when you do your emotions, I mean, when you say your your 20 declarations, you're gonna amplify. Now, this is a Holy Spirit strategy, so you cannot laugh at this, okay? Because it ain't ain't gonna make any difference, because we've just seen so much results from this thing. So what you do is when you're doing it, you get yourself a little dollar store handheld mirror and you keep it in your nightstand. So it can't be the one that you use in the bathroom where you forget and then you don't have your, we're talking strategies for success here, okay? We want to be successful, so we have to plan ahead. So if we're using the same mirror that's in your bathroom that you use to pluck your eyebrows, (laughs) right? Then when you go to do your confessions, it's in the bathroom and then, then what happens? You're not on the side of the bed anymore and anything can happen. The cat can throw up on the floor. Who knows what's gonna happen? You knock your coffee over, your husband's coffee, whatever, right? So you get yourself a little mirror and you look yourself in the mirror, okay? And you say to yourself, every day, in every way, I'm getting better and better. Now, 
Why look yourself in the mirror when you do this? And before, before I go any further, Kenneth, I was listening to Kenneth today where he shared that thing, and he said to himself, this is how good God is to me because he just loves me. He does. <laughs> the, most. the most, yes. No, that was faster. <laughs> Kenneth says he, gets out, he looks himself in the mirror every single day. He said, I look myself in the eyes, and I tell myself who I am. And, okay, and I'm, I can't remember the rest of what he said, so I was about to add to it, but I won't do that. But he looks himself in the mirror. Now, when, when I first started doing this, I couldn't look myself in the eye. It was, oh, wow, very difficult, okay? I thought, oh my gosh, am I psychotic here? Like, this is weird. It's like, oh, wow. Because you have this revelation, my God, there's somebody there looking back at me. Okay, and guess what? It's you. Okay, but the interesting thing about doing this, number one, the mirror does not lie. So if you don't say it like you mean it, you're going to be looking at some really bored person, you know, or some angry person who's looking back at you, and there's a disconnect, and you're going, whatever, like your body's not responding, right? So when you amplify, and at first it might feel put on, I have one testimony from someone in, in Rama who she said, it took me a whole week, and after a week, she said, there was a little, little smile in the corner of my eyes. <laughs> You know, like, yay, that's a victory for her. This little tiny smile that she said she saw, like she was starting to kind of feel it. Okay, so, so, um, and the other important thing about this mirror is that if the truth is, the truth is this, okay, guys, that you all actually really like yourself. You really do that you really like yourself because you are like, you are a composite of the things that you think are good. You're, you're doing the best you can. You're making decisions every day that you think are best for you, right? That's how much you love yourself. You're, you're trying to the best of your ability to move forward, right? You know there's, there's an end in sight and you're working towards it and you like yourself. And when you look yourself in the mirror and you talk to yourself, it's really hard to be mean, but when you're lying there, you can say horrid things to yourself, right? You can be really downright nasty to yourself, but there is a conviction that comes on you when you look in the mirror, you realize, I'm talking to somebody. I would never treat another person the way I've talked to myself in the past, right? So this is very, very empowering. So somewhere, on the back, uh, we're gonna do a little exercise, but one thing I want you to write down on one of the sides of your card is get a mirror, okay? Get, get a mirror. Hallelujah. Get a mirror, get a mirror, get a mirror. Okay. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. All right, so, so, so this is all about, and I can't do this really um, tonight because of time, but Pastor Ian is going to take us on a journey, I'm absolutely sure, because he's already unloaded some of it, right? Um, and we're going to be talking about something that starts with a W. Words, Okay. Words, 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 that funny little thing called words. 
We know from um, behavioral psychologists, you might not like this, but 77% of self-talk is negative. So the Bible says you have what you say, right? The Bible says as a man thinks in his heart, so is he, right? So you're thinking in your heart what you believe. It can't just stay there. It always affects your emotions and your decisions and your words, your actions are your words, okay? So 77% of self-talk, what you say to yourself is negative. So automatically you know that, oh, I got a thinking problem. And worse than that, I've got some beliefs about me that are not good. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, right? So the things that you believe about yourself are coming out. Listen to what you're saying to yourself. If you have a habit of saying, I, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Wow, is that what you want? Because write this down, write this down. After everything you say, this is a little self-test. I, I heard, I got this, okay. Little self-test, after everything you say, and that's just the way I like it. Write that down. And that's just the way I like it. So for example, I don't know, and that's just the way I like it. I feel sick, and that's just the way I like it. I'm broke, and that's just the way I like it. I'm a child of God, and that's just the way I like it. God loves me, and that's just the way I like it. If you actually had to say that after everything you said, it'd be, you'd be like your own word police, right? You would not be allowing anything to go past go that didn't pass the test because you think, oh my God, God forbid, right? I don't want those words because words are like seed that goes out just as, you know, the Bible says that death and life, right, are in the power of the tongue. Okay, it was not actually talking about the flesh. He's talking about what comes off the tongue, right? The words that you speak, those words are seed. Everything is seed. One time Pastor Alex said, thoughts are seed, right? Thoughts are seed because they're not going to just stay there. They're actually going to produce, right? Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. And this is another really so somewhat sobering scripture from Proverbs 6.2. It says, our words ensnare us. Our words ensnare us. So, so part of the revelation or the impartation is, wow, I have what I say. Wow, what if it was that simple? What if in this year of great harvest, 2017, your sickle in your hand, the tool that God gives you is your words? What if it's that simple? You bring in the harvest through what you say. That's how you're bringing in your harvest this year. It's the year of breakthrough through declaration, right? The symbol of the year is the mouth. Glory to God. Wow, God. Because all of us can do this. We can do this, we can do this, we can do this. So we're gonna do a little exercise to just uh, wrap up. Glory to God, thank you, Father. There's, there's things about, oh, it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. Okay, so let's do this little, um, let's do this exercise and you need your little card. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Make sure I just said everything. All right, so if you want to sing while you do this, if that helps you to amplify and connect your heart to your words, go ahead and start singing. 
you know, if God gives you a little rhyme, you know, like today, sent out this little rhyme. I forget how it goes. It was so, can I just look there really quick? <laughs> Amy, what was it? You, pro you probably know. Amy knows everything. Right, Amy? I am having the best day. Everything is going my way. I'm ahead of the game. Jesus knows me my, by name, and that's just the way I like it. Okay, come on. Like, it's so simple, but don't get caught in the trap to think, been there, done that, right? Been there, done that. Maybe you do. Maybe you have a declaration that's six pages long, but you never do it, right? You've got the best declaration list that was ever produced in Christianity, but you do it once a month. As Joy said, I'd rather have you meditate every single day for a little bit than once a week for a half an hour. It's the daily consistency, which is why God is saying a.m. and p.m. every day, drip, 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 like an IV for a sick person. I am having the best day. Everything is going my way. I'm ahead of the game. Jesus knows me by name, and that's just the way I like it. Hallelujah. So, seriously, I can't drop names right now because that would breach confidentiality, but maybe we should have got some tes testimony. But people are seeing change through this simple act of literally get your card, nail it to your bedstand if you have to, so it doesn't blow off with the heat register when it comes on, you know, or get lost in your other piles of paper. Don't put it in your pocket and carry it around with you because this is gonna be your visual to remember to do this, literally, okay? We're gonna get your I am statement right now, and you're going to, um, and I just wanna honor Steve too, by the way, because when we were talking earlier, he said to me, when you're saying the verse, you're actually putting the words into you. I thought that was a really great visual of what's happening, right? When you're saying the verse, you're actually putting the words into you. You're putting, you're eating them. His God's word is medicine, right? Hallelujah. Okay. So on the side of your bed, counting off on your fingers 20 times in the morning and at nighttime. That's all you're doing here. Get up, go have your coffee, use the washroom, go get in your prayer closet for two hours, I don't care. But this is separate. Literally just sit on the side of your bed. If you can't shout out loud because you've got someone else sleeping in the room with you, then do it quietly or go into your bathroom if you have to, turn the light on and talk to yourself in the mirror. But it's before anything else and connect those emotions, okay? That's super duper important. And confessions are really, po I'm gonna just say this really quickly, okay? Only positive, right? You don't say, thank you, God, I'm not sick. You say, thank you, Lord, I'm strong, right? They're personal, right? So if you have, if you have a debt of $149,000, you know, thank you, Lord, that $149,000. So it's like something specific to you that you're believing God for whatever it is, it's not just a general thing that applies to all mankind, okay? It's something personal for you. It's always in the present tense. I have it now. Thank you, God, I am strong, not I will be wealthy. Thank you, Lord, I will be wealthy in my life, Lord. I will have many friends. No, thank you, I am a good friend. I have great friends. I have it now, 
Hallelujah. It's precise like I was saying, because if you have vague goals, you're gonna get vague results, right, they say. And it has to have passion. You have to, you have to connect, right? And that's why the mirror, it's, gonna, it's not gonna let you off the hook. It's gonna, you can do better than that. Come on, you can do better than that. Let's do it. Okay, glory to God. So, now, before we get REM, I don't wanna forget. So get your habit tracker out. Everybody get your little piece of paper. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Okay, because they say, you know what, you don't track, you can't change. What you don't track, you can't change. So what you're going to do is you're actually trying to grow a habit. If you want an extra piece of paper, we can give you one. But we're, this is like if you want to change a bunch of things, but don't try and change too many things at once. Right now, you're only allowed two things, <laughs> even though there's like 10 lines there. You know, I need to drink more water, for example, right? Or <laughs> I have to start exercising, whatever it is, okay? But for right now, you're just gonna say confessions AM on the first line, confessions PM on the second line. So that's, you're gonna track how you're doing with your AM and your PM. At the end of your month, you're gonna have a nice little audit on how you're doing. Like I stink in the morning. I'm gonna have to do something to make this work. Yeah, well, yeah, that's right. You're going to hand those in in a month. I'm going to check it all. And you're going to get a gold star if you did good, if you did well. All right. Most people quit on day five. So get to day six, and then it's golden, okay? It's golden from there, not us. Hallelujah. Okay. So, yay, God. Let's get that. Let's that. Um, here's a quote. What you repeat, you eventually believe. Remember how I said, fake it till you make it? What you repeat, you eventually believe. And you know what they, neuroscientists, if you listen to them, they still have not found a better way to change the brain. I'm talking about the structure of the brain. Remember I talked about those ruts? I just listened to a TED talk and um, a BC scientist, she said, we have not found a better way to change the brain than through behavior, practice. It still is the best way to change your brain. So when you're learning a guitar and you keep practicing, your brain is actually changing as you learn that new thing. And the more you practice, the better you get at it. Like there's actually something going on physiologically in your brain. Hallelujah. Can I share a, a, yes. my devotion scripture yes. this morning? Uh, John 3.21 says, He who practices truth comes to the light. Glory to God. He just said, Write that down. I'll get that later. Oh, that's so good. He who practices truth. He who, pra I, don't, I don't want to forget this. He who practices truth comes to the light. Come on, that is so good. What light are we talking about? Let's just, what light are we talking about? He who practices truth comes to what light? No, not Jesus. These sayings of mine. This truth, right? I'm good right? I'm a winner. I'm an early riser, right? I'm a money magnet. I'm healthy and strong, right? I'm always on time. I have the best friends. I have the best business partners. I have the best customers. Whatever it is, right? He who practices the truth comes to the light, right? No more feeling like, ah, oh, heavy under the weight in darkness under the weight of negative thoughts and beliefs right but freedom in the light of god hallelujah thank you father so let's just get this i am statement really quickly 
Wow, Jesus. You might already have an I am statement, so that's great. You can use it. If God's already given you an I am statement and it really ministers to your heart, then just stick with that. That's amazing. Especially if you just had encounter. You've got a bucket load of I am statements, things that God has spoken to you. Thank you, Father. But the Holy Spirit, He wants to give us the truth 24-7. 24-7, all the time. My sheep know my voice, and us being, you know, mere mortals, we wouldn't give our kids a snake or a stone if they asked for bread, right? So, so we're asking Holy Spirit for truth concerning us. Hallelujah. So just say, Holy Spirit, I trust you. I trust you, God. Say, Lord, what's the truth about me? I am, and let him fill in the blank. And it might be small, like seemingly small, but powerful. It might be, I am good. I am funny. I am nice to be around. I mean, God knows what you need, right? So, if you didn't get something to fill in that blank, I want you to come up for prayer at the end of service, and the folks on prayer will help you to ask the Holy Spirit for a statement. But right now, just turn to your friend next to you and tell them what your I am statement is, if you don't mind. Hallelujah. Just take a second. Thank you, Lord. Okay? Yay. Now, write your I am statement on your card. Take a second and write your I am down. Hallelujah. Don't cheat. Just write it down. Write down your I am statement. Okay. And then one last thing. Say, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Who can I connect with? Who can I connect with? To help me stay on track. To help me stay on track. So the Lord gave you a name. This is not somebody who's gonna whip you into shape, okay? All this is, is you're gonna connect with that person on a daily basis, where you would just send them, you know, done, or an emoji that says thumbs up, but you're not looking for anything in return. But if they don't hear from you for a couple days, then they'll say, hey, what's up? Or just question mark, <laughs> okay? <laughs> because this is not about making more work for other people, because remember, we're supposed to be doing the work for ourselves, right? So if you can't find somebody to connect with, to text every day, you can text them once if you wanna send one text that says AM, PM done, or text them in the morning and text them in the night. If you didn't get someone, then Denise, can you stand up, Denise, and Rach? Oh my gosh, are you volunteering here? Denise, no, you know no, no. ahead of time. Denise, Denise, Denise's cell phone number is on the bulletin. <laughs> and Rachel, can you stand up, Rach? The two of them are gonna be at the front also, and if you need help with finding someone, awesome. then they'll help you figure out uh, a person that you can connect with, okay? Very good.